0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real podcast Today's podcast is entitled Be Steady You know, I was getting myself prepared for today And this morning when I got up, I, you know, got on the side of my bed And I was just, you know, telling God how grateful I am to have Him in my life And I was just really tired, um this past weekend we had an opportunity to celebrate my dad he turned 60 and um I traveled um traveled home and when I got there you know it was getting ready to set up and um getting things together and getting things prepared and I wasn't feeling my best I really wasn't but um I wanted to make sure that I honored and uh, showed appreciation to my dad. And he had an amazing turnout. A lot of people showed up, just really, really good, a really good time, really good space, really good energy. And I was standing um, there in some moments, I would look over everybody and, and, you know, tell God how grateful I am that they, you know, were able to take out time out of their schedules, you know, to celebrate him on um, his birthday. His birthday was actually Sunday, but we did it Saturday and it just kind of (laughs) folded into Sunday. And I began to take it all in. I began to embrace the moments. Um, I took a few pictures, got a couple of videos and, you know, I still had... An opportunity to stand back and look at the moments and take them in. Because there are some moments that you can't really capture in a picture. You have to be able to embrace it and be in the moment or be in the timing in which it's happening. And so I was telling God, even with everybody doing so many different things, I was telling him, thank you. Thank you for life. Thank you for um, my parents. Thank you for just allowing me to be able to see things that a lot of people don't have an opportunity or hasn't been able to have the opportunity to experience. And the weekend was a steady weekend. It was a, a weekend where I was able to just really appreciate the moment for what it was. And, you know, I started to think about life. Um, what am I doing? And am, am I making sure that everything that I do, that I represent God well? And just really learning to not take things so personal or so serious all the time. And it's okay that if things don't always go the way that we plan, that God has a bigger and better plan. And it's okay that things didn't add up. It's okay that things may have kind of gotten off track. It's okay because the the goal is to enjoy the process. And so as I, you know, got myself prepared and was getting ready to travel back home, um, when I was traveling down the highway, down the interstate, um, the GPS was letting me know that there was an accident ahead, so I was going to have to take a detour. And so we got got ready to all of us, everybody in their vehicles or whatever. was just kind of like bumper to bumper. And so when I got ready to take the exit, I was getting frustrated because at this point I'm tired. Because um, we had been in that bumper to bumper to, for, I know, a good 30 minutes. And I was, you know, tired. It was hot. And I was like, okay, just getting agitated and stuff. And the detour, um, there were no signals. There was nobody there to tell you if you're going the right way. If you take this road, then it's going to lead you to where you need to be. I just had to trust the, the GPS. And then at some point I stopped worrying about the GPS and I started following the vehicle that was in front of me. Because obviously we both needed to be on the interstate. Do you understand what I'm saying about? steady. I I was following um this um R V and I had a car on the back of it and right when I was getting ready to be to complain about being lost, we was getting ready to go through this 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 little town and this town reminded me so much of my hometown because there were nothing but land and um, there was a pond that you can see from afar. It was, it was peaceful. And I, and I heard God say in that moment, he said to me, he said, not all detours are bad. He said, if you just enjoy the process of the detour... You can actually pick up the peace along the way. I wanted to encourage you on today. That some of you have been detoured. Some of you have been placed in positions where. You're ready to get out of or you're in a process and you're trying to figure out. God, is this route or is this way necessary? And. In your mind and in what you may be seeing, it may seem as if the route that you're taking is not necessary. And it could very well be frustrating and outside of the scope of where you're trying to go. And it's going to take you all around the world, it seems like, to get there. But you've got to learn how to enjoy the process or pick up peace along the way in the process of where you are. So I wrote an inspiration that I sent out today, and it was entitled Be Steady because that's what I kept remembering. That's what kept registering in my mind throughout my whole entire weekend. And to be steady means to be firmly fixed. It means to be supported, not shaking or moving. And when I was watching my family enjoy each other and I was seeing the laughter and I was seeing my daddy be so excited that everybody was coming out to celebrate him. I became steady. I enjoyed the moment instead of trying to make sure things were in order and things were yes I wanted to make sure that there there was consistent water and consistent drinks and food was you know but I I made sure that I had a steady moment where I was firmly fixed in what was before me I need you to take some time out of your day And I want you to embrace steady moments. I need you to be steady and precise in some of the things that God has allowed you to go through. Because not all processes are bad. And not all processes are of the devil. God allow a thing to be. To be steady means to be firmly fixed. It means to be supported. It means not shaking or moving. When I told God yes, I'll never forget walking to the altar and I was talking to God about the things that he had revealed and showed me. And I said, if this is your will, if this is something that you want me to do, then you're going to have to make this service unusual for me. Because I need to know for sure that this is you. And he did just that for me. And I committed myself to God. I haven't always done things right. I'm not perfect. And I'm still processing as I go too. But I learned that my yes has cost me a lot. Some things are good and some things are bad. But they have cost me. And when I think of my relationship with God and I think of what all I have, what all that yes was linked to. That's what is not often discussed or talked about is what your yes is actually linked up to. You figure that out along the way. And this is why it's so important and it is so crucial that we love each other regardless to what is being done or what has been done, it is so important that we love each other. I'm so quick to make amends with my family or even, and even my friends because I don't like anything to cause us to not be connected. Now, some connections we can't say. Because that's a God move that's a God mandate move that's a God mandate separation and so I can't you know some people he 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 literally removed and I get it I understand it because either we're on different levels or we were just supposed to be connected for this particular for a particular season I don't know the totality of it but what I do know is that. I need nothing to separate me from the assignment that God has placed within my hands. So I'm telling you in your life that sometimes you have to sit down and you have to count the cost of your yes. Not that you're trying to add up, you know, how, you know, what all you had to give up. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that you need to count the cost of your yes to see what all God actually saved you from. And it would be hard for you to do that because we don't know everything that God has literally saved us from. I'm in such a steady place, y'all. That's where I am right now in my mind, in my heart, when I'm driving, when I'm thinking when I'm moving throughout the house I'm in a place firmly fixed in and sometimes it's shaky sometimes I'm in a space where I don't know what all God is doing I'm not so sure of it all. But the amazing thing about it is that I feel God's presence. See, you can be in a space where you feel empty or you feel lost, but yet you feel comforted. As weird as that is, you feel God's presence. And I'd rather feel God's presence in an uncomfortable place than to be comfortable and not have his presence at all. I need his presence. You need his presence in order to function, in order to maneuver through this world, we have got to have God's presence. Have you ever been in a place that you wonder what God was doing? Like have you ever been so unsure of the steps? Ahead, Yet your faith causes you to move forward into the unknown. It's almost like you feel so close to the promise, but you're, you're also reminded that you're not that far from where you've left. It's like, how do I function and go after what you've shown me? When sometimes the directions that are before me are not always clear. It's almost like you have a truck driver and they have this map and they can know exactly where they're going. But when you are connected with God and you have a relationship with God and you're going by his leading. He gives you the directions as you go. And some of us. We are so prone To what is familiar that we would rather go back. To what is familiar because that's where we feel the most comfortable. But where God is taking you, he needs you to be steady. Where God is taking us, he needs us to be steady. He needs us to be firm. He needs us to be supported in what it is that we have said yes to. So has this yes been scary? Of course it has. Has this yes made me cry? Of course it has. Has this yes brought humility to my life? Yes, it has. Has this place, this yes, caused me to see what God sees? Yes. And has it always been pretty? No. But only God can take. Only God can take things. That are not beautiful and beautify them. I get where you are. I get your process. I get sometimes you just like. Really God what what is happening? I get it. But I'm going to tell you this. No matter where. Your placement is, please be steady in God. Because, see, the enemy wants nothing more than for you and me to turn around. Because what's behind us is familiar. We know that place, we're safe there. But you're safe with no movement. And God requires movement in our lives. We know the place we walked away from. And it's so easy to rest in where we've been. But God is requiring that we go to another level in him. So that means that we have to leave what we have to leave what we know behind. I would be the first if you've never heard anybody else say this. But I would be the first to tell you that it's not easy. I just need you to picture this for a moment for me. It's kind of like. Trying to walk across a busy intersection with the blindfold on your eyes. <laughs> just imagine you trying to go through the one one of the busiest intersections. But you're blindfolded. And see that type of movement requires knowing God's voice for real. Because you can't just play with that. You've got to know without a shadow of a doubt when to move, when not to move, when to stay steady. I know that what I'm asking you to probably do, you have different things going on. You're trying to get the children ready for school. You're trying to get ready for school. You're trying to get your work schedule right. You're still trying to make sure that you follow CDC guidelines. You're trying to do all of these different things. And I know that what I'm asking of you is a lot, but I need you to know that God's love is unconditional and it's steady and you can trust it. When you can't trust anything else, you can trust God. When everybody else move on and leave your life, you can still trust God. When you have received the diagnosis from the doctor and it does not look favorable, you can still trust God because that's one of the things that we have an option to do. We can either trust him or not. And I'll never forget one day I was going through one of the roughest times in my life. And as the tears fall from my face, as they fell, I kept saying, God, regardless to what this look like. God, I trust you. I don't understand the process. I don't understand why I'm the one to have to go through this. And, you know, I gave a whole I I gave a whole dialogue to him and I was like, God, but I belong to you. So why do I have to suffer like this? And as I as I as I expressed my heart to him and as I told him how I felt, I kept telling him, but God, I trust you. I trust that, you know, better. I trust that. What's ahead of me is greater than what I've left. I trust the process, God. And I begin to change my prayer. And I begin to change how I talk to him. And I begin to change my whole vision of what I saw myself in. And I begin to tell him, thank you, God, because wherever I am, at least you are there. He's been consistent. His love is consistent. He still considers you. He loves you unconditionally. With our imperfect selves, he still loves us. He's an amazing father. But he requires that we be steady and that we don't waver under pressure. And I know I'm asking a lot of you to say, don't waver when it's, 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 it's the pressure of having to still function and live accordingly under all of this pressure. But I promise you, we serve a consistent God. And he loves us. And sometimes our issues and what we face and what we deal with can cause us to question that very thought or that very knowing because it hurts sometimes. But one thing that God never, never, never promised us is that we would not go through this life and not have trials, that we would not be connected to him and not suffer something. So what I ask him to do for me and what I'm asking him to do for you is that, God, as we go through any type of issues or trials or face obstacles, God, that you don't leave, that your presence remain with us, God, that we we walk with you and we talk with you even in the midst of our tears, God, that you be consistently there, God, that you don't leave. He's asking that we be steady. He's asking us to be steady in a world that is unstable. And you may be wondering, I wonder how in the world do I be steady when this world don't know if it's coming or going. And I would tell you this, that because we are in this world, we are not of it. That means that we have to think different. That means that we have to talk different. That means that our walk have to be different. That means the way that we carry ourselves, we carry an oil on our lives. We, we are kingdom's kids. So our, our way of living is totally different than the ways of this world. Our faith is operated different. Our beliefs are operated different. We trust God because he is the overseer of this entire world. But there has to be some type of purpose that's left in me if we're still waking up every single morning. To be steady, y'all. To be steady means to be firmly fixed. To be steady means to be supported and not shaking our minds. You know, the scripture says in Psalms 63 and 3, it says, Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips praise you. In other words, allow God's love to lead you. And no matter where you may find yourself, let worship be the utterance from your lips. We serve a firm and steady God. God. You can be a castaway and God will still get you. (laughs) You can be an outcast and God will still take you in. So as you get your kids prepared for this new school year, do something different with them. Pray over them, intercede over them, put oil. I don't care if they got to go in in that schoolhouse greasy. (laughs) Add some oil and some substance to their lives. Cover them in prayer. Keep them before God. Because they fight in areas that you may not ever know. Every generation experience something. And where you may have missed it in your generation, your children or your grandchildren. You want to make sure that they are the ones that stop it. If you if you are not strong enough or you haven't recognized what the generation of curse is. I just came to encourage you today. I just came to talk to you about being steady. Be steady in the things of God. Be steady in the process. And I'm not saying that every day is going to be easy. I'm not saying that once you say yes to God, that you won't ever face any trials and that you won't ever go through any anything. I'm telling you that you will. I'm just saying that we don't have to go through this stuff alone because God is present. I'm going to pray with you. God, I thank you so much for every person, every individual who has taken out their time, out of their schedule to hear what you've given me to share. I pray for their mind, God. I pray that you'll cover their hearts. I pray that you'll be the leader that they need. And God, I pray that no matter where they may find themselves in life, God, that they'll trust you for every single thing. God, I pray that from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, God, that they'll feel your presence even in difficult moments. God, I pray that their hearts will be yearning for who you are and not just the things that you do. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'll bring structure to their lives, that you'll allow them to see beyond where they are, that they might see where you're about to take them. God, give them a steadiness, God, that they've never had before. God, I pray that as their children enter into a whole new school year, God, that they, as parents, would not be worried. As their children go off to college, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would be the one that lead them. Every decision that they make, I pray that they will consult you before they even make it. God, I pray over every student, God, That their minds would be clear. That they would think like a child, God. That they would do as children do, God. And that they will retain the information that they need so that they can learn the process of living. God, I pray for every person who's listening, who's having financial deficits. God, bring increase to their lives. Bring increase to their bank accounts, God. Make everything well, God. I pray right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that the covet will run over, that they would not go without food, God, that they will have more than enough in their refrigerators. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, for those who are having issues with their vehicles, who are in need of a new vehicle. God, you already know where they are. You already know their heart's desire. And God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would give them the desires of their hearts. That they would ride in safe vehicles. No late payments in the name of Jesus. And God, I pray for those who have received doctor's reports. And has caused them to question your very existence. God, I pray that you would be the reminder that they need. That everything that they lost, God, in this lifetime... That Jesus already bared it on the cross. God, I pray in the name of Jesus. God, that they will receive the results. But God, that they will give the results back to you. For you are the fixer, God. God, you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And God, that from beginning to end, that you knew that they would have the results that they receive. And we thank you that that's all that they are is results. But God, that you are the answer. I pray for those, God, in the name of Jesus, God, who are battling diseases that they've never known or heard of. I pray right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, those who have received reports of having muscle disease, liver disease, lung disease, any type of disease, God, I pray right now, God, that you will go in and you will mend and remove everything that is not like you out of their bodies. Change their appetites that they may eat healthy, God. Change their mindset that they may receive differently, God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for those who are smokers, God. Who are having a hard time in battling their own situations when it concerns cigarettes. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you'll take the taste from their mouths. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you remove it. That they would wonder what in the world have I been doing. This is nasty. God, I know that you're able to do it. God, I pray for the health of my parents. I pray for the health of all of those who are in a season of their life, God, where their doctor appointments are a little bit different than what they're used to. Give them strategy on how to live with longevity. Give them peace so that they don't worry about the things that are outside of their control. And God, give them joy so that they may be able to laugh in moments when everybody else is smiling. Give them peace right now in the name of Jesus. To every listener, God, give them peace. As they ride in their vehicles, God, give them peace. As they take their baths, God, give them peace. God, let what I say, God, speak volume to their lives and to their hearts. Shift the atmosphere of where they are, God. And make them more like you. I thank you for what you're doing in their life. I thank you for what you are about to do. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Don't forget to be steady. Don't forget to trust God in the process of where you are. Don't forget to be steady. And if you're wondering... Oh my goodness, I've forgotten what it means to be steady. To be steady means to be firmly fixed. It means to be supported. Not shaking or moving. God is requiring that we be steady. Be steady.